Hi, so I'm going to talk to you about expectation today. Uh, we sang the song, Come With Expectation, Everything Abandoned, Look and See the Glory of Our God. We sang it the other week in communion, and it just really encouraged me to and reminded me that actually we are to come to God with expectation. You know, whatever has happened through this season, and there has been plenty of bad news, there's been plenty of things to make us just want to hunker down, not expect that anything good can happen in this season. But right at the beginning, I did have such an expectation and such a hunger that we were really going to see a move of God. You know, historically, when there have been disasters, when there have been terrible um, events in the world happen, there's also been a move of God. And I had this real expectation as the news was getting worse through the spring of 2020 that actually, no, there was going to be an absolutely amazing move of God. And then I guess we just threw ourselves into survival mode. We threw ourselves into doing whatever we needed to do to get through as a family, as a church, you know, just to get through this time. And the weariness of the world can take over. But on that Wednesday, we just sat and we sang that. And I was like, no, I need, again, I do expect things of God. I have a good God that I can expect things from. So I do have a sense of expectation. Now, my hope and my expectation is that while you listen to this, that you too will just feel that God-fueled expectation rise up within you. And as I was digging a little deeper to find my expectation scriptures, I was really happy to see that the compilers of the Amplified version loved it just as much as I did. And they had many instances of confident expectation. Now, it's often interchangeable with hope in other versions. And this is important to note that expectation is interchangeable with hope, but it's not interchangeable with entitlement. I expect God to move. I have that confidence that he will hear my prayers. I have a strong anchor of hope that he has my best interest at heart, but I'm not entitled. I don't live any way I think and then still expect him to answer my prayers. I don't live any old how and still expect the blessings of an obedient and sacrificed life. You know, I just know and I put my trust and expectation fully in him, doing all that I can and waiting and expecting for everything that God can do. But you know, in Hebrews 10, 27 onwards, it spells out that those who willfully put themselves in opposition to God can have the expectation of, and I quote, of divine judgment and the fury of a fire and burning wrath, which will consume them. So I choose God. I choose Jesus. And because of this choice, I have a confident expectation. I have confident expectation that Jesus has covered all of my sins. I have confident expectation that when I leave this realm, when I leave this earth, that I will be with him in heaven. I have an absolute confident expectation that he will turn all things around for good because I choose him. I surrender to him. I choose to live the way the Bible tells me how to live, not in my strength, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank the Lord. So this doesn't mean that I expect everything to be perfect all the time. If I'm really honest, I am probably more on the pessimistic scale, side of the scale, rather than optimism. There's nothing worse than misplaced optimism. 
I have said that, yeah, I don't think that the glass is ever half full. I think it's usually half empty and a bit dirty. So I want to clean it and I want to fill it. So, yeah, I am not naturally full of expectation and I am not naturally um, optimistic. You know, I have also been known to just think, well, I'm not going to expect anything. I'm not going to really get excited about anything because then if something bad happens, oh, well, doesn't really matter. Um, and then if something good happens, then, well, it's just a bonus. But contrary to my actual nature, I do have this massive confident hope in Jesus. I have this confident hope in God that ultimately he can be trusted because time and time again he has proven this to me. You know, David writes repeatedly in the Psalms about this confident expectation in the Amplified Version or hope. So Psalm 39:7. and now Lord, for what do I expectantly wait my hope, my confident expectation is in you. Now, if you read around the rest of this verse, he is not sitting in his Psalm 23, nice, still, calm waters. He is absolutely ravaged with plague and weariness and wasting away. He is not in a good place, yet he still has a rightly placed sense of expectation, confident expectation. And he writes here again, Psalm 69, verse 3. I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes fail while I wait with confident expectation for my God. You know, that almost sounds like it's a contradiction in terms. But having a cry, having a down moment doesn't disqualify you from still having confident expectation in your God. You know, we can have those awful times of real sorrow, of deep crying. David there is talking about crying his guts out, his throat is sore, his eyes are sore. But he still had that confident hope and expectation of our God. You know, in sickness or in death of a loved one or ourselves, we can be confident and we can have the expectation that God will be with us in the healing or in the grieving. We can be confident that when surrendered to him, that his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It may still be painful in the natural. We may not see where our job is going to come from. We might not know where our next paycheck is going to come from. We might not know if that, that relationship is ever going to be reconciled. We might not think that our hearts are ever going to be mended, that we'll ever feel okay again. But even in that deep time of sorrow, I've experienced it myself, that you just have this underlying, underpinning, absolute confident expectation that God is going to turn this around, that God is going to be there for you. And that is the hope that believers in Jesus Christ have, that those that have given everything to him, that have sought first his kingdom and his righteousness, have that absolute confident expectation. I expect God you to heal me. I expect God you to provide for me. I expect God for you to turn this situation in my family around. Again, not entitlement, but a glorious, confident, expectation. And just as David did, wasn't that amazing to see David's expectation? Now, Jeremiah 17, 7 says, blessed with spiritual security. Isn't it amazing to have any type of security at the minute? Blessed with spiritual security is the man who believes and trusts in and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confident expectation is the Lord. Not always what the Lord can do for you, but it just is 
the Lord. Our confident expectation is the Lord. So on that Wednesday, after listening to that song and just in that time of worship, and, you know, it's been amazing. Those times of worship have just been really refreshing. And, um, and I made that choice to, again, come in expectation. I made a bit of a list of all the things in my heart and mind that I was expecting of the Lord and what to do. But you know what? It was a choice. There was a choice to turn around my thinking of not looking at all the things I can't do, not looking at all the things we won't be able to do maybe over Christmas, not all the things that we hadn't been able to do over summer. But I made that choice to still expect that God was going to move. And in Micah 7, 7, I love this, and it's, but as for me, and I love it when a scripture starts, but as for me, <laughs> but as for me, I will look expectantly for the Lord and with confidence in him, I will keep watch. I will wait with confident expectation for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. So I do expect God to show up. And during that worship time, as I said, I made a list. I'm going to get to the list in a minute. But like the five wise virgins, I want to do all I can to be ready and in position for God to move. So there's no point being confident and expecting God to move. And then we're too busy to even see it when he does or we're not around. You know, I believe that there's going to be a great outpouring in the church again. I believe that there's going to be a massive move of the Holy Spirit again. I am confident and expecting salvation to happen in a massive way again. We've seen it through history and I'm expecting that through these dark days that that's when Jesus Christ will really shine and the light but I want to be ready and I'm just going to read in Matthew 25 1 to 13 I love this parable this has been my parable for the season and starts at verse 1 it says at that time the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom five of them were foolish and five were wise the foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them the wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going to go out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. And I love that story. The five wise virgins had such expectation of their bridegroom coming again that they had extra oil. They maybe even looked like they over-prepared. They were over-eager. They had done more than enough. They weren't just waiting, but they were waiting for the long haul. And I want to encourage you today is, you know, again, we know with this scripture that the oil can be seen as the Holy Spirit, is to ask again the Holy Spirit just to come and freshen you, just to be aware of the Holy Spirit again and say, do you know what? That's what I need. I don't want to get involved in the busyness of life, in the cares of life, 
I'm not going to get dragged down by the cares of life. But again, I choose to expect that my God is going to move. I choose to expect that Jesus is coming again. And I'm not going to run out of oil. And the other thing is, you can't give anyone else your oil. I can't give you my expectation. My expectation is my expectation. And there's a lot of times I love to share with anyone. If I can give it to you, I'll give it to you if you need it. But our faith and our trust and our hope and our confident expectation in Jesus Christ could only come from here, can only come between the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. So you know, it also reminds me that the Jews were expectant for a Messiah. But when Jesus came, many of them missed it. They missed his first coming, and I don't want to miss his second coming. So I wait expectantly and excitedly for it. I don't want to miss any of the new things that God may want to do during these extraordinary times. But I'm not just expectant for the return of Jesus or for when I go to heaven, although I have confident expectation of those things. But I'm also expectant of to see goodness in the land of the living. Okay, so here's my list. And I guess it's also a declaration and a prayer. So feel free to make your own and declare it throughout the week. But God, I expect you to show up. I expect you to headline in this season. I expect you to be greater than COVID. I expect you to be greater than any crisis. I expect you to have the last word. I expect your kingdom to come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I expect you to consume that which is not of you. I expect you to move in power and to show your power. I expect you to be glorified, magnified and exalted above everything else. I expect your spirit to move. I expect you to return and I wait with confident expectation. So again, in the room and online, let's declare the words found in Micah 7-7 together. But as for me, I will look expectantly for the Lord and with confidence in him, I will keep watch. I will wait with confident expectation for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me.